Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Yes, this is Frank Selby, and I'm co-host, and we are having a little technical difficulty this morning. One of the boys is not, two of the boys are not in the uh, studio yet. So let's go around to what's been going on the last couple of weeks. Fishing has been really great in Montana and Arkansas. I just got a report that there was a 16-pound brown taken on the Arkansas River in uh, New Mexico. That is an awful big fish for this time of year. And California, we have had beautiful weather and lots of flooding. And the shows went absolutely great. We're going to have a lot of great guests on. We're going to have a hunting club on. And we also are going to have hook moose lip hook on <laughs> tom is one of the backpackers in alaska when you do not want to have a cell phone you do not want anybody to bother you and they backpack you in sometimes 20 miles sometimes only eight to back rivers that are especially fun I like the getaway and be in the true outdoors where you, when you go to sleep, you don't hear anything but some rustling of the feet walking around camp. Hey, Frank. Yes. John made it in. Oh, good. Here's John. <laughs> and we have some great guests today. Oh, well, as soon as we come back from the break, uh, we're going to introduce somebody that can give you everything that you've just been talking about. Uh, we have uh, uh, Mike Grummet, the Alaskan RV butler, and in, uh, in <clears throat> also remember to go to Fish Hunt Talk Radio and you listen to the show as many times as you want. We appreciate that, uh, and Frank, we'll be right back, and we're going to have Mike with us. Hopefully, you're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. And we have Mike Selby on the line with us. And uh, we're going to see if we can find Mike Grummet from the Alaska RV Butler. And so, Frank, would you do me a favor and uh, sure. give, us, give us a little bit of prelude to that? And I'm going to go outside and see if he's standing at the door. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, Tom... Uh Mike, Mike uh, does motorhome trips into Alaska, and he fishes four to five rivers, and it's a lot of fun. If you've never done something like that and you want to do your whole family, it's simple to do. You uh, get He has five or six motorhomes that he takes everybody, and then there's guides for everybody when you're out fishing. The girls, if you wanted, the girls want to do something, there's all kinds of stuff that they can go and do. And also, he is a damn good fisherman. I like to fish with him. And uh, he's been doing this. I'm not sure how many years he's done the motorhome, but he's been fishing longer than I can remember. And the other things, it's very reasonable to rent a motorhome up there. Uh, guess what, Frank? Yeah. I, I found him walking around in the street. <laughs> hey, Frank. Hey, I was just talking about you. I hope it was good. I always say good things well, about you. You Mike, know that all the time we've been together. Yeah. Now, Mike is going to be co-hosting with us, uh, so you know, hopefully he'll join in. And if you want to talk anything about Alaska, we're going to be doing some of that. Uh, 
So, Mike, would you mind just kind of giving a quick overview of Alaska and what you do there? Sure. The um, name of my company is the Alaskan RV Butler. And essentially what I do is I do pre-planning trips for people to find out what their interests are, their activities, any limitations, dietary restrictions, etc. And I pick them up at the airport in a fully stocked RV, and they have fun the moment they get off the plane. <laughs> So I drive them around. I arrange their fishing, their hiking, they sightseeing. they to Anchorage? Anchorage is the most common port. Mm-hmm. I do have um, occasionally people come in Whittier or Seward via cruise ship, and I pick them up from oh. there as well. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, you know, when I uh, mentioned it to uh, Jenny last night, and uh, she's not easy for her to travel. and she's, she's game, but she doesn't really want to go fishing. But she wants to see Alaska. I would recommend a driving trip where we would literally go over the entire state. Mm-hmm. We would go to Valdez, go to Fairbanks, Chenna Hot Springs. Oh, you do that too? Oh, it's, it's whatever the customer wants. Every trip is completely customized based on their interests, their abilities, and their dietary uh, restrictions, if any. I thought you just did the Kenai, but that's your main well, the key, uh, trip. But yeah, the Kenai attracts most of my customers because there's so many you know non-fishing soft tours, adventure tours, plus fishing there, and it's close. Mm-hmm. But I also take people anywhere in the state that they want to go, and uh, someone who has uh, maybe they can't hike a quarter mile or half a mile, a driving trip, seeing glaciers and waterfalls from the highway, stopping at roadsides, etc. These are all things that we're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. I had one client last year who said, Mike, take us to a place you haven't been before. <laughs> well, Alaska, I guess that's not too hard to do, is it? No, there's a, there's a lot of side roads I haven't taken yet. Yeah. <laughs> there's always something to find. Mm-hmm. But, no, the whole there's, concept, people go to Alaska. Um, they say, have you been to Alaska? They go, oh, yeah, you know, uh, we cruised the Inland Passage. Well, cruising the Inland Passage is not going to Alaska. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. I've never done it, you know, but you cruise by a quarter, half a mile from shore, and you look at the trees. <laughs> and uh, I can't agree with you more. I tell people I can put you on a one-day cruise out of Whittier, see 26 glaciers, one of them from roughly a quarter mile away, see the ice caving and cracking and everything. You'll get prime rib and salmon on the boat for about $160. Then you spend the rest of your trip seeing the real Alaska, getting away from the port towns that are selling T-shirts and gold chains and, yeah. and different things. And all cruising is fun, and they, you, know, you pack and unpack one time, but... If you want to see the real Alaska, you got to get into the interior. Mm-hmm. And that's why the motorhomes sound now what intriguing. is it? intriguing. Yeah, so what you do is you check in, and normally it'll be a group. So you've already paired off, and was it four people per motorhome? Well, uh, generally speaking, uh, I get anywhere from 1 to 12, and I just adjust accordingly. But uh, four adults in one RV I think is more than enough. But if you have a couple grandkids, I have two bunk beds. Mm-hmm. So you can throw six in if it's a family. Mm-hmm. Technically, you can go seven, but it starts to get really crowded. Um, but, yeah, four adults is, is normally what I recommend because there's two queen beds. Well, it's kind of like a cruise in the way that you check in, you pack, unpack, you put your baggage in, and that's it. Yeah. 
And I ask people to bring one suitcase mm-hmm. and two carry-ons. And the reason why is that I do laundry usually the third or fourth day. Uh-huh. So if they happen to be fishermen, instead of paying uh, express fees like $350 a box to go home, I have the fish processed, stayed in the freezer, pick it up the day we go, and I take them to the airport, and I save them about $270 a box in shipping fees yeah. because the second suitcase, instead of clothing, is right. the box of fish. And then the third box or the third suitcase with Alaska is typically about $75. So mm-hmm. you can take two boxes of fish home for $100 in shipping fees. Yeah. And there's a good chance you're going to fill them up. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I, I used to fish California, get seasick all the time. And until I found the scopolamine mm-hmm. patch, I had lost interest in fishing. But I always thought it was hit and miss. I haven't had any problems in the ocean hit and missing with, with mm-hmm. Alaska fishing. It's, well, it's just phenomenal. The, um, the coast of uh, Alaska, what is it, the um, Gulf of Alaska, the Bering? Where is, where I actually, is it? I just we go outside of Resurrection Bay out of Seward, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if it's called the Gulf of Alaska or the Bering Sea. Yeah, um, Bering but uh, that's where the the bigger fish are, from my experience. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is, I go to Ketchikan every year, and uh, uh, actually this year is already sold out for July. But uh, one of the first, I've been going up there for at least 12 years. Nice. And to give an idea about what the water's like. Uh, we were out, and this guy's never been to Alaska before, and he's, he's you know, we we're on a charter, and uh, this guy goes, he's looking around, and there's these granite cliffs with these trees on top and water-like glass, and it just looks like a beautiful alpine lake. And uh, he, he goes... What's our elevation here? <laughs> uh, sea level. <laughs> <laughs> what elevation is that? <laughs> but, you know, he just got to for somehow figure it out that, you know, he wasn't in the ocean. But that's, it's not always like that. But, uh, you know, in the Alaska or the weather in Alaska, all over Alaska, um, you, you know, you usually get uh, uh, sun. Afternoon, maybe a bit of wind and some rain, and then you get sun. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the weather report for <laughs> ask me what day. It's the, I'll give you a weather report. I can do it right now. <laughs> well, I tell people normally it's between 55 and 70 during the day, and it drops about 10 degrees at night. And the rain and the drizzle. Normally the mm-hmm. rain isn't enough to prevent you from doing mm-hmm. things. Once in a while, the rain or the wind, if you're doing ocean fishing, I've been locked out maybe two or three times in 13 years where they don't go out because of the weather is too bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, your light jacket, rain, you know, something covering you that keeps oh, yeah. you dry. You just do everything you would normally do that you do at home. Right. And so if it rains, so what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can go in for a hot lunch or you can uh, uh, just get into the cover and you know, put your poles sticking out the back. I have Rods, 160, uh, 160 movies and, and old shows like Bonanza, okay, Yeah. Uh, that uh, if we do get such really bad weather, I, oh. <laughs> I have a lifetime supply of popcorn and movies. Okay. So see. we can withstand anything. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun, Mike. Uh, we're going to take a break and uh, come back in, in just, uh, just a couple of minutes, and we've got some more exciting stuff going on. We have uh, 
Okay. Well, you guys will have something to talk about. <laughs> uh, we got Tom from Moose Lip Lodge in Alaska. So Excellent. I'll let I'll let you handle him. Anyway, we're okay. gonna t- okay. We're gonna take a break. And Frank, I appreciate you being there for me. And uh, we're gonna no have a fun show. No problem. Good to hear from you, Frank. Right. You are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to our website. Listen to the show as many times as you like. Right on the front page. Maple Lake, French Lake, Grand Lake, Cedar Lake, Pleasant Lake, Clear Lake, Bass Lake, Collar Lake, Goose Lake, Tall Lake, Round Lake, Pearl Lake, Rice Lake, Sugar Lake, Mud Lake, Long Lake, Ant Lake, Swan Lake, Lake of the Woods, oh, I fish everywhere. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it.
back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have in sit here next to me is this uh, grizzly-looking guy by the name of Mike Grummet. He's the Alaskan RV butler, and we have on the line with us we have Tom Engel from Moose Lip Lodge. Now, a lodge called Moose Lip Lodge has to be in Alaska, right? That is correct. Okay. Well, uh, if you didn't mind, Tom, just go ahead and introduce yourself and give us an idea about Moose Lip Lodge. Well, um, my name is Tom Engel. I've been operating um, our fish camp in Alaska now for four years, owning the property for 17. Uh, we are a do-it-yourself camp, so we offer a little bit more of an affordable Alaskan adventure. Um, at a third of the cost of a lodge, we offer you a place to stay, housing, and we feed you three meals a day oh. if you fish at your leisure. So you just walk down to the river? Is that the idea? Yes. We're about a 10-minute walk from Lake Creek, which has, uh, uh, we're probably in the top 10 of salmon runs, uh, all five species of salmon, and native rainbow, grayling, and dolly varden are in the lake, are in the creek. When does your season begin? Well, the salmon start running, uh, you know, it's different every year, but typically the king salmon are in the river late June. Uh, but the silvers probably don't start until mid-July, and then, then they get chased by the humpies, the reds, and this year will be a pink year. So we'll oh, that's all. right. Yeah, every other year is the pinks, right? Every other year is the pinks, so mm-hmm. this year will be a pink year. Excellent. And um, what is the typical size of the salmon you're pulling out of the river, the kings? Uh, you know, our average size king are 35-pound kings. Wow. Um, we do have this this past season. Uh, I ventured upriver, and uh, after they had spawned, I, I saw several 50-, 60-pound salmon that had spawned and died. So we had a good run last year, and we should have that same good run this year. Excellent. And what about um, processing the fish? Is it catch and release, catch and eat, or the choice of the uh, That's of the totally up to you. I do offer, uh, included with the, with the cost of lodging and food, I'll process your fish. Uh, vacuum seal it, we'll freeze it, and then we'll package it in a fish box, uh, a fish box that is approved by the airline. Excellent. So, uh, uh, a, uh, was it a float plane that, that uh, drops you off? Or did yes. you have a land? Okay, a float yeah, plane. You would go into Anchorage, mm-hmm. and right across the street from the Anchorage airport is a float plane airport, if mm-hmm. you believe that. It's, oh, yeah. It's a body of water. It's called Lake Hood. You get on a float plane from there, which is a... Mm-hmm bucket list item as well, just to be able oh, to yeah. take off and land in a float plane. It's kind of a white-knuckle ride. <laughs> um, 50 minutes from Anchorage in a float plane through the wilderness, you land on our pond. We're the only cabins on the pond. And from our pond to Lake Creek is about a 10-minute walk. If someone was uh, in Denali and coming down towards Talkeetna and wanted to catch a float plane out of Talkeetna, could they do that and get to your lodge as well? They could do well? that as well. They could catch it out of Willow, out of Wasilla. Um, a, a shorter ride, so you would save some money coming that way. We are directly due south of Denali. Um, there are the only other folks we ever see at our fish camp are folks that are actually on a six or seven day float out of Denali. They will float Lake Creek starting in Denali and then pull out at the Yetna River. We're about five days into their float. Um, that's how remote we are. 
any relationship with the float companies where they can just drop off at your lodge, stay a couple of days, and just do a one-way fly-out? Yes, we do that as well. Uh, most of the time we're floating out of our place. They will uh, float plane in, spend two, three days at the camp, and then their last day, we are a, a one-day float from our camp to the mouth of the Yetna. Uh, we have some handshake deals with the lodges down there, and then the airplane will come and pick you up at the mouth of the Yetna, and uh, so you spend your last day on a float and fish. Uh, I've got one question real quick. Uh, what's the normal float? How many different kinds of animals can you see in, uh, along the float? Well, the girls want to know that. The, we'll have moose that we typically see in the water. We do have black and grizzly bear. Um, north of our camp, if we're quiet, uh, in the evening around 8.30, a wolf pack will come out on the water and um, Wait a minute, eating. come out come out on I mean to the to the bank or do they get in the water? Uh, they'll come out to the sandbar depending on the height of the water. Uh-huh. Uh, they'll uh, the wolf pack this wolf pack is run by a female. She'll come out first, she'll eat two fish, and then the rest of the pack will come out and eat and then she'll watch. Mm-hmm. And this happens it, I'm sure it happens every night. I if we have to be very, very quiet to see them, but typically we'll see them two, three times a week. We'll see that wolf pack come out. Yeah. What? Um, that's what I. Go ahead, Frank. That's what I like to hear because my wife does not like float planes, but she is going next year. We're going to come up and do five or seven days with you. So I think that'll be a great trip for her because well, she loves animals. It's a very relaxed animals. setting than, than being at a lodge. Because we don't have fishing guides, uh, yeah. you know, there's nobody telling you that you got to be up at 7 and on the water by 8.30. Uh, it doesn't get light till 9 o'clock in the morning that time of the year. It doesn't get dark until midnight. So fish at your leisure. The salmon are coming up all day long. It's not like you can only fish in the morning or the evening. The schools of salmon are coming up all day. So there's a lot of times where we'll eat dinner at 6, and we're back out on the water at 9 o'clock at night, and we're fishing till midnight. Yeah. yeah. That sounds great. What's the limit yeah. typically on the kings and silvers? Well, you know, every year it differs. Last year it was one. Uh, this year for the kings, currently it's catch and release only. Uh, fishing game has shut off. Uh, the king fishing in our area to be only catch and release. Now that could be changed when the fish counts start coming in. Oh, I see. Well, I thought uh, I thought it was closed until June fifteenth. You know, it, it's it, it, every day I read something new on Alaska's website. So, uh, uh, silvers last year were were two. About halfway through the season, they changed it to three because there were so many silvers in the water. It was an unbelievable season for silvers and reds last year. Excellent. But our, our number one thing is we, we cater to you. Because we're only going to have eight, eight folks in camp at a time, we set up the camp for you. We'll set up our tents or our cabins. We have real beds, not cots. They're all off the grid, wood-burning stove, oil-burning lamp. The only thing that has power, which is generated and solar-powered, is our cook shack. Uh, other than that, you are living in the wilderness of Alaska with nobody. There's nobody out there except us and the bears. <laughs> I like that a lot. And uh, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, our website is mooselip.com. 
everything you want to know about us and what to bring, again, since we are providing you with lodging and food only, this is do-it-yourself. You bring your own waders. You bring your own fishing gear. It's all family-run, so me and my boys are going to help you catch a salmon when there's thousands of salmon in the water. It's, it's not tough to do. Uh, we find that most folks will keep one salmon in the morning, catch and release, or we'll go after grayling and dollies and then catch that second salmon in the afternoon. Uh, when we do our fish fries, we don't use your fish. A lot of the lodges will use the fish that you caught for a fish fry. We don't do that. M with my boys being up there, my wife, my daughter, and myself, we'll go catch the fish, and that's what we'll use for our fish fry. Mm -hmm. Being a, a foodie, uh, what type of meals is a typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner? You know, we're uh, very much just a, a comfort-type foods. My breakfast is... Uh, uh, kind of a continental breakfast, maybe a step up from there. The wife will, there'll be uh, cold cereals, oatmeal. The wife will be making uh, muffins or bread rolls or something like that. She'll cookie an egg. Uh, a lot of our lunches, depending on how many people we have on the river at lunch, I have an Argo, which is an amphibious eight-wheel vehicle. Huh. I'll load that vehicle up, and I'll cross the river out to a sandbar, and we will set up a shore lunch. So you don't have to go back into the cabin. You keep fishing, and that's smoked salmon, chips and salsa, cold cuts. And then our dinners are just the same kind of dinner you would have at home. Spaghetti, corned beef, uh, shepherd's pie, just a standard good meal that's going to warm your belly and help you sleep. Right. Excellent. Do you ever see any more 67 or 68-inch uh, moose? There are uh, the... the the last moose I shot up there three years ago, uh, after having him tested by Fish and Game, he was 14 years old. Not a lot of moose hunting pressure in our area because it's so remote, so there's a lot of moose around. Well, tell us a little bit about moose. It's Moose Lip Lodge. Uh, first of all, what are you allowed to take and when? So we're just a fish camp, so we're not providing any honey. Uh, hunting seasons are later in the year in our area. Um, so we are only a fish camp. Mm -hmm. And that season, the, the, they tell you the best time to catch in our area, which has the most variety of salmon in the river, is the last two weeks of July and the first two weeks of August. Mm -hmm. You have a possibility of catching three types of salmon, late-run kings, some silvers, and some reds. Mm -hmm. Excellent. What is the typical daily rate per person at the lodge? So we are a flat rate of $300 a day per person. That includes your lodge and food. We have no minimums. You can stay for one day or you can stay for 10. Sounds good. Sounds great. Really good. Well, and, um, Tom, we're going to have to get going, but uh, I think we're going to be talking to you again, especially Frank's going to be going up there. But if you want to see real Alaska, uh, take a cruise ship if you want to. That's fine. But if you really want to see the real Alaska, you got to talk to uh, Mike or to Tom about getting them out, out into the <laughs> Alaska that yeah. you really dream about. All right. We're going to have to take off right now. We're going to be right back with you. So stay tuned. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to our website and listen to the show as many times. You 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and wow, I guess today's Alaska Day, isn't it? <laughs> we've got uh, with us, we've been talking to Mike Grummet for the Alaskan RV Butler, and he takes people out in motorhomes, and he does the cooking. And then uh, we've got, uh, we just talked to uh, Moose Lips Lodge, <laughs> that's in Bryus, out in the middle of the Alaskan wilderness, and and also, the you know, everybody has to eat. And that's part of the whole thing, sitting around a campfire. Food always tastes better, doesn't it? Never want to suffer oh, yeah. when you're camping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Right. Well, anyway, we have uh, uh, my, uh, John McGannon from Wild Eats. And, John, why don't you give us kind of a quick idea about uh, what you're doing and what you've been doing? Well, uh, thanks for having me, first of all, John and gentlemen. 
Um, yeah. I uh, I started Wild Eats oh about 23 years ago. A uh, very short story. I was on a plane ride coming back from Hong Kong, uh, where I'd opened up a restaurant, and it was right around the infancy of cable TV. And I realized that uh, there was a whole bunch of people that had shows. There was the Wolfgang Pucks and the Jeremiah Towers and the Mario Batali's, and everybody had their little thing going on from around the country, and nobody was doing anything for uh, for people who hunted and fished. Um, so very quickly, I wrote down, this is before texting and email, and I, I wrote down a couple of ideas and sent it off to a local production company up here in the uh, Northern California Bay Area. And um, about two weeks later, was uh, found myself uh, out on uh, San Juan Islands doing the, the first of uh, 17 TV shows called um, Outdoor Cuisine. That was uh, hosted by Charlie West, um, and on the uh, the Outdoor Life Network, which is uh, you can't even find digital copies of that. That's how long ago that was. So, anyway, it was uh, that was where Wild Eats was uh, uh, kind of uh, emerged from, and I've been lucky enough to have shared my two passions, uh, haute cuisine and hunting and fishing, and and bridge them together. And there's where Wild Eats is. Well, Wild was, Wild Eats is. Uh uh, I, I saw you in the Long Beach show and got uh, got one of your jars of seasonings. And there's you your most of your seasoning mix is designed for wild game, correct? Well, originally that was the that was the original concept. Um, however, I've, I've I was in the restaurant business for 22 years and uh, opened 13 restaurants in New York, Florida, L.A., San Francisco, and Hong Kong. So. You know, it's it's all about balance and complementary um, of the flavors of of uh, fish and wild game and upland birds, um, and understanding. I'm kind of more. I'm also one of the guest chefs on the Sporting Chef TV show. Oh, with John uh, Lacey or with uh, Lacey? Yeah, with Scott. Sure, Scott, Scott yeah. and I. We we go back oh I'll twenty years or so. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, so uh, I'm one of the guest chefs on there, and I'm kind of the uh, I'm the why guy. Um, we have a we have a really good collection of uh, of guest chefs that uh, Scott has on, and it ranges from guys from down south to you know New Englanders to some. Uh, there was a couple of women from the Rocky Mountain region, and I'm out in the San Francisco Bay Area, so we all have our own little shtick. And mm-hmm. I kind of a uh, I, I figure if you know why, you can always figure out how. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one of the things that I liked about your stuff right away is that the whole point of uh, seasoning meat normally is to is to enhance the flavor or give it some flavor if it needs it. And when you buy any kind of grilling seasoning or you know rub or whatever it is, it's usually what 80, 90 percent salt. Yeah, yeah, generally speaking. And yours, obviously, you've got salt in it. But yeah, you have to have a little bit of salt. Um, you know, uh, my <laughs> I tell people that my, my, my line of rubs, which I have six of them, um, it was made by an anal chef, not by an accountant. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I kind of, I kind of took the route of uh, maximizing, you know, the flavor and the and, and and the balance and how it can, how it's not going to overshadow. I don't use any cayenne pepper. No, obviously, no MSG or high sugar content, uh, but we have to have salt. So I use I use twenty to twenty two percent, and I only use organic sea salt. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why our little so, three yeah. ounce uh, seasoning packs will season between twelve and fifteen pounds of meat or fish. A little little goes a long way because you're actually paying for superior seasonings seasoning. and not a bunch of salt. Mm-hmm. 
What are the different flavors or, or names of the different seasonings that you have? Well, I have a, I have our San Francisco seafood rub. Um, being from a, currently from the Bay Area, I'm originally from back east. Um, but uh, I like the idea of blackening for fish, but a mouthful of screaming hot cayenne pepper doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me, especially especially on fish. You know, so what I did was I replaced the cayenne with uh, ancho chili that's got a very subtle oh. mild pepper flavor. So when you put it on a piece of salmon or halibut or striped bass or, or yellowtail, you can actually still taste it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, uh, you know, all of my blends are there, as I said, to design, uh, not to design, to complement the natural integrity, not um, blow them out of the water, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we have our seafood rub. Then we have our, John, I think you got the juniper berry and peppercorn steak rub, didn't you, when I saw you at Long Beach? Uh, it was, I think it was, I think it was called the original. Uh, Frank, yeah, okay. Frank, are you still there, Frank? Yes, I'm still here. Is that background noise coming from you? Pardon me? I don't hear any back noise. Okay, all right. But, there uh, you go. Anyway, okay, we have yeah. our juniper berry and peppercorn steak rub. Um, and and that's the that was designed for years. They've used uh, juniper berry in Europe for for seasoning game meat. Uh, juniper has a very refreshing quality, mm-hmm. so you you, you match know, that I've, refreshing. I, I, you know, I've got at least minimum of fifty different spices, and I don't think I have any juniper. I never even thought of that. Well, it's kind of a it's it's not uh, it's not readily available. It's kind of hard to get. But the juniper that I use is blue juniper imported from Italy. Uh, there's about 36 varieties of juniper, and only three of them are edible. So oh. for you guys that live out there in the foothills, um, you can't just go in the backyard and start picking junipers off of those pinion juniper bushes. Well, but the, the concept it, it, was to, isn't that what they make gin out of? Yeah, they do. They yeah. do, and yeah. for the same purpose. Because in the in the warm months when it's hot, uh, gin and tonics are very popular because of their refreshing quality. Well, mm-hmm. you apply that same that same characteristic to your wild game meat, which has somewhat of an aggressive flavor, then you match that up with the a, with a earthy peppercorn, and they all kind of balance each other out. Mm-hmm. Now, when so. you're doing, uh, obviously you know what you're doing, you know, with the uh, skillet, but when you're doing wild game, uh, give us some tips on the best way to do it. I mean, you know, I've always, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. Either you cook it uh, low and slow or hot and fast. Yes, but, exactly. But the, um, uh, what about uh, stewing it and, uh, you know, different different types and different cuts of meat, which would you recommend? Well, um, I, on my website at wildeats.com, I have what I call the hunter's meat map, and it identifies every every muscle group, where it's found on the carcass of an animal, and what are the best cooking techniques for it. Again, I, I go back to the to the why. So wild game is has about one-third the amount of fat and one-third the amount of cholesterol that does our domestically raised beef. And you simply need to adjust your cooking temperatures and your techniques that, are, that you use because you don't have that fat. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, the, the tough cuts slow and wet. It, the tender cuts hot and fast. It, you want it hot and fast so that you don't evaporate the internal moisture that's inside of that muscle tissue, that lean muscle tissue, uh, because you don't have the insurance policy of all the additional fat that you do on domestically raised mm-hmm. animals. So just understanding that concept will certainly get you in the right direction. Well, I think if you're grilling, I, just, I was thinking out loud, well, I am thinking out loud now, is that <laughs> mo- most, most wild game is a darker color uh, than beef or, you know, mm-hmm. in, in particular. So if it's still pink or red, that doesn't mean that it's raw. Well, there's, the reason why it's so dark in color is because wild game has a process called reoxygenation. 
and reoxygenation allows that animal to, if you're a waterfowl flying at 10,000 feet for 100 miles at a time, or you're an antelope running across the plains escaping predators, it is the excess capillary blood that is found inside of these muscle tissues. That excess that's really good for the animal because it allows them to do the physical things that they do, but not so good for us because we have to actually now consume that. So the capillary blood that is inside of the muscles of wild game animals is a broken down byproduct of what that animal eats. So if you're a duck eating aquatic plant life out of the bottom of a muddy slough, and then you go ahead and consume that flesh in its overly saturated state, well, then it's going to taste like the bottom of a muddy slough. That's yeah. where the, the mud, liver, gamey flavor comes from. And everybody wants to soak this, this product out, and when in fact you want to do exactly the opposite. It's so aggressive in flavor because it is completely saturated with all this excess blood. And what you want to do is just like you, you hang all the finest restaurants around the world, dry age their beef for 28 days, mm-hmm. which is actually complete overkill when it comes to breaking down the fiber structure of those those muscle systems that they have. Because though, let's face it, they, the cattle that we're consuming uh, barely break into a trot, no less run up and down 10,000-foot yeah. mountain. Yeah. Yeah. So the only way that you can naturally break down these high-intense fiber structure muscles is by voiding it of the moisture that they need to, to keep the structure intact. So by allowing the blood to drain out, evaporating some of the internal moisture through dry aging, you basically break down that muscle system, plus you get rid of the aggressive flavor, and that meat goes from an eggplant purple to the color of a piece of veal. Hmm. So We are in a soak-it society. Everybody, when it doesn't taste right, okay, we have to soak it in something. That's yeah. where you come up with the... Habanero teriyaki honey sake soy glaze syndrome. No, no please no. <laughs> so let's. We want to. You know, we we all. And even even for your with your fishermen, you're out there working hard, uh, spending a lot of time, spending a lot of money, and you want to be able to uh, allow those those products to meet their maximum yeah, potential. By, by the way, you mentioned glaze. Uh, use marinade, but don't use glaze. It's like uh, well, it's all sugar, and even marinades. Most marinades. That's why I have a line of dry rubs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because what happens is when you marinate a piece of meat, you're actually soaking that meat is soaking up that liquid, whatever it may be. And then when you go ahead and try to, especially dry dry cook it, you know, on a grill or in a pan, hot and fast, you're actually a portion of that meat is being cooked via the steam generated from mm-hmm. that marinade. Right. This is why all these you know, the marinades that you have uh, are, are sugar-based, because mm-hmm. that it is the sugar that caramelizes and not the natural proteins, which is right. what you want, where you okay. get that nice, dark, and well, crusty outer edge. John, unfortunately, uh, we're up against a break. But you know what? If you wouldn't mind, you want to hang on for a couple minutes after the break, because this is fascinating stuff. Yeah, not a problem. Okay, you're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to Fish Hunt Talk radio.com listen to the show honey that sounds like rain hey woman get the young let's go if your feet are happy you are happy soft science supreme comfort outdoor footwear will give you happy feet durable lightweight and supportive soft science footwear is designed for boating fishing or everyday comfort and performance with history of highest quality you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear softscience.com has many types and styles you need to check out invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years find out why at softscience.com
Produced by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest-lasting, functional, and best-looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we only got a couple minutes, but John was nice enough to come back with this because such a fascinating subject. We could do a whole hour on it. Uh, but if you want to find out about spices, and obviously he uh, knows his way around the kitchen. He knows what to do with those spices, and these are spices you've developed yourself. And as we mentioned, what John does, um, he doesn't take salt and add some pepper to it and call it seasoning salt. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, I would. It is probably about eighty percent of most of the rubs and stuff are salt. Is that right, John? Yeah, give or take, sure. Yeah, and, and, and they don't even use good salt, so yeah. salt is is uh, is a lot. Uh, less expensive than uh, than is uh, imported spices. Yeah, and yours is about 10, 20% salt. So you yeah, really, you 20 set, to 22%, set. and I only use organic sea salt, as we said. And it's, so it's here, a, I know yeah. we're running short on time. We'll just give you one one quick tip for everybody that's out there. Okay. So when, you, when you're out purchasing seasonings, um, you always want to get your spices in whole form. One, it'll it'll hold up way longer than the pre-ground because you, you get a pre-ground spice and you have no idea how long it's sitting in a warehouse. The general rule is between, oh, 18 and 20 months of shelf life. Um, normally things, they won't go bad, but they'll, they, they'll dry out and they'll lose their oils and esters which, that give them their, their potency. Um, so when you have a whole spice, uh, you basically, the best way to really get the flavor out of it is to lightly toast it. 
and then ground it as you need it. Well, and the uh, difference the uh, difference between a toasted spice and a non-toasted spice is like comparing a caramelized onion to a, a raw oh, onion. Oh, big difference. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. quick question. When you're using seasonings, um, it's like if you're cooking hamburgers, you, know, you put it on the grill and throw some seasoning salt on it and flip it. But if you've got a roast or something, uh, do you recommend putting this, rubbing the seasoning on overnight and let it sit, or what do you recommend? Oh, you bet. Yeah, yeah. Anything, I figure anything the size of, let's say, a tri-tip or bigger, a um, little bit of uh, what I recommend with my juniper berry and peppercorn steak rub. Um, it is a little olive oil. Sprinkle a little bit of that on there. Rub it in. Ziploc bag it overnight in the fridge, and then pop it out and uh, and cook it up the next day. And that allows that meat to absorb all those lovely mm-hmm. seasonings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what it's about. It's the flavor. Yeah, and it's and it's about complementary. It's not about you know just uh, having a bunch of cayenne pepper that then you need it's uh, you need a bunch of sugar and then you need a bunch of salt and then you you know then you put ABC seasoning in it and now you have your full line. So. Um, I, uh, I, we've made lots of friends over the years with the Wild Eats line of seasoning rubs. I, uh, I highly recommend everybody check that out at wildeats.com, and um, I will uh, I be happy to add you to our long list of uh, very happy, uh, loyal followers. Okay. Well, it looks like we're out of time, but uh, your website apparently is wildeats.com. Is that right? That's correct. Go, yes, go, Wild go Eats, check that word. out, and he's got a whole variety of uh, whatever kind of meats you're looking for. There you go. All thank right, you. John, appreciate it. Frank, oh, you have a good one as well. Thank you, John. Good to meet you. All right, take care. Yeah, that was very interesting. Okay, go. this is John at Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com, and right on the front page, you'll have uh, this week's show on it. So, you know, it's so hard. To, you know, you're listening. You're not taking notes. But when you go back and play it again and again, you know, about some of the stuff that Mike has to say, and this one in particular, you can you can keep track of it that way. You know, I think uh, maybe we can do a uh, an Alaska tour where we bring our chef, there you and go. we have wild salmon, wild halibut. Sounds good to me. Some prime grated beef, maybe some reindeer sausages. Uh, oh yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, we appreciate you tuning in to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we're going to have to take a break. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Go to fishhuntradio.com. Listen as many times as you want. and hunt radio with john hennigan where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine this is john hennigan we are in studio with the uh alaskan rv butler mike grummet and what a fun thing. And also we have Frank that's on the line that's in here with us. Um, yeah. Today, Frank Selby. And gosh, um, the, uh, the first hour was wonderful. I think we can do it even better this time. Yes. 
And a couple of things. First of all, um, mentioned that our Alaska trip is sold out, but we're putting a trip together to East Cape, the Palmas de Cortez, at the end of August. And we're just <laughs> we're late getting going on it. But if you go to the website, you can get in touch with me. And that's uh, uh, um, Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And I'm sure somewhere on there there will be a contact list where you can give me a call or send me an email. And we'll give you some information on it. It's be a fun thing, uh, very inexpensive. Uh, I'm not sure how far below, but it'd be under than a th- less than a thousand dollars. Let's put it that way. And it's so easy just to fly into San Jose Del Cabo Airport, and uh, you know, van picks you up, takes you there, and beautiful beach, beautiful place, fantastic fishing, beautiful lodge. So keep that in mind and get, get in touch. Okay, and Frank. Yes. Um, we've we've got we're going to start off with. Uh, um, John Procknow from Berkeley. And then I we'll, like him. Yeah, he's a good guy. And then yeah, we're going to have uh, Mike Grumman, uh, uh, the Alaskan RV butler, uh, uh, talking some more about what he does. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Who else do we have here? Oh, oh, oh. We've got uh, Greg Shockley uh, that is a hunter, has a shooting range, and teaches uh, hunting safety. And I'm not sure what else. You probably know, but we're going to find out when we get to him. Yeah, so, he's a fisherman and a hunter. There you go. There you go. And... Uh, he probably likes to eat fruit, likes to eat wild game, too, so we'll talk about that. Anyway, you uh, are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. Right on the front page, just click on the show and listen to it. It's real easy. your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. 
And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Kentucky Lake and Barkley, Sardis, Ross, Burnett, Toledo, Bend, Rayburn, and Conroe, he won't forget. He loved Lake of the Ozark. He loved Table Rock. Full shows on the White River. He ain't gonna never stop. He's a great American fisherman. He fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water, Lord knows he'd be there. He's just like a gypsy, mighty hard to hold. The great American fisherman got fishing in his soul. Sit down. He's a great American fisherman, he fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water, Lord knows he'll be there. Just like a gypsy, mighty hard to hold. Great American fisherman got fishing in his soul. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and wow, we have a group put together today. We've first of all, we've got uh, uh, Frank Selby, who owns his and hers tackle shop. Our co, our, our primary co-host, and today we have a part-time co-host coming in, Mike Drummett, from he's the Alaskan RV Butler, and we have on the line now John Procknow, one of my favorite guests, because he. He's at the forefront. Uh, he can't tell you what's been done. He can tell you what's going to be done as far as Berkeley uh, baits and such. So uh, anyway, he's uh, he's uh, I call him the you know, the mad scientist because he, he's uh, I picture him about ten stories below the surface uh, doing these wild experiments. But uh, John, give us an idea um, about you know I don't know whatever you got to talk about is interesting. Uh, we've got a new season coming out. Have you got anything new coming out? Yeah, we've got some new stuff coming out, John. We've uh, we do a lot of our uh, not. Uh uh, ten stories below ground. We do a lot of things at ground level because we deal with the fish in their environment, but we do it below the water surface a lot of times. Okay. <laughs> we're uh, we're doing a lot of things in uh, new technologies of uh, plastics and polymers and things like that for uh, artificial worms. Uh, we've got the new Berkeley Powerbait Max sent out, which is a uh, hydratable uh, uh, artificial worm that uh, we've hit the market with just this year. Now, you're going to, first of all, slow, slow down a little bit. Hydratable, that means it absorbs the water? Yes, it will absorb water. It will absorb uh, water-based liquid attractants. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually uh, mold the products here very similar to the way we do just any other plastic worm, but we're able to actually infuse it with water-soluble 
uh, and uh, activated uh, actives. So it's kind of a hybrid between the, the old uh, standby 7-inch power worm and the new Gulp products because it's got the same scents and flavors and things uh, water-based as uh, Gulp-type products do, but it won't dry out on you. Well, if it does dry out, you just put it back in the water, right? Yeah, you can put it back in to recharge it if you'd like by putting it into power bait attractants or uh, gulp uh, attractant. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't hear That's anything. I, I, yes, yeah, I just haven't heard anything from our other co-hosts. Yeah, I was, I was listening. I was dumbfounded. You know, the way our technology is jumping so fast, and great guys like you making up greater ideas every day. Fish don't have a chance. It's really nice to listen. Mm-hmm. I have more fun listening than asking too many questions. Yeah, well, Mike is from Alaska. Do you uh, use uh, that kind of stuff in the streams up there? Uh, normally, uh, we're using, for example, in one river, we're actually using snag hooks. It's uh, snag and, and beachum. <laughs> and then we have a single hook fly uh, that we're actually flossing the uh, the fish for. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically, uh, you might have a bobber and float some salmon eggs uh, for the uh, trout and or Dolly Varden. Mm-hmm. And, well, John's got stuff that are very similar. It does the same same idea. Uh, speaking of Alaska and salmon, uh, what kind of baits do you recommend for uh, fishing for uh, freshwater uh, salmonoids? Up in, uh, uh, we've got a, a number of different types of baits. We've got some uh, float worms that we use that are in the, uh, the bright, vivid colors in approximately four inch size that come in the uh, the power bait lineup and uh, those work very well we do have some egg clusters also oh, that do. we produce and uh, the uh, the attractants that we make for the trout and salmon market are good kind of uh, enticers on any type of crankbait or hair jig or um, fly that you might be using also. Uh, those type things for that type of fishing. Obviously, the trout bait, trout market's a little bit different on the guys that like to uh, soak their baits out there. But for the salmon market and that type stuff, those are the ones that uh, have been the uh, mm-hmm. uh, mainstays. And we've got some different... Uh, well, a, a trout is a salmonoid. I don't know, do they take the same bait? They definitely will take the same bait, but the anglers are a little bit different. Some of the salmon anglers don't necessarily care to use trout-type products and vice versa. Even though they are of the same family, there's a little bit of difference at times. They can get finicky. So we do some things to where we uh, uh, try to fine-tune if it's a, a worm a float worm or something that's supposed to be targeted more towards the salmon market, we'll try to put uh, uh, more of the things in there that we know that salmon kind of go to. And if it's like the trout doe bait or something, we put a little bit different things in there for the uh, hatchery-raised rainbow trout and things like this. But they still all respond to the same, what I like to call the meat and potatoes, that uh, fish respond to. It's just what the seasonings are or the different enhancers that we put in with those base ingredients that make the difference. Hmm. Well, you know, power bait's been out for how long? Uh, We introduced the first uh, Berkeley power worm in 1989 and 1990. So a little less less than 20 years, but it's still a mainstay. 
Yes. Yes. Yep. It's uh, going on 30 years, actually, now. Oh. Yeah, wow. we're a little what? over 25 because it was in 89. Oh, 90. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Where'd the time go? <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember yeah. when it came out. Yeah. Wow, this stuff yeah. Is we great. were fishing, John. <laughs> yeah, this stuff was great. <laughs> That's when he fished all the time. Yeah. <laughs> when my kids were in the Indian Guides and Princesses, we had a place up in Idlewild. They stocked the lake, and we got to put our own trout in, and we used a lot of power bait. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's a very durable, uh, easy to use product for beginners or avid fishermen. Um, and what really got us going on that, John, was it's easy for the anglers to determine because if you buy in California, you buy an extra rod ticket. You can do your own field tests out there, right side by side. You yeah. throw one out with power bait and one out with a competition, and then see who wins. There you go. Yeah, I got one question for you. What? what like I'm going to Alaska. You have something for just targeting halibut. Uh, we've got awesome thing for halibut. Okay, uh, it's called a Berkeley eight-inch power grub, and it's my favorite way to fish for them. I like to vertical jig them, um, yeah. and I just put it on a anywhere. Depend on how deep you are, obviously, anywhere from a four ounce to a sixteen ounce or a twenty-four ounce uh, jig head. And I just bounce it off the bottom. Oh, so well, I know that works well for lingcod, but uh, bouncing—that's a good idea. Uh, well, when you send me my uh, uh, care package, make sure you put some of that in because I'm going to be up in Alaska in July. Awesome! Yeah, so am I. Mm-hmm. Super. I will uh, get a few of those out because I just had a batch made up for me. I will be up there in August, trying to hit the salmon run and some halibut. Where are you going? I'm yeah. going to southeast. I'll be down by... Uh, Catch can? Uh, further south than that, I'll be down by Petersburg. Oh, okay. Oh. Beautiful area. Yes. Small little ain't quaint town that uh, probably hasn't changed much in a couple hundred years. Right. So I fished right in there between Petersburg and Juneau, all the uh, uh, the sound in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we go out on the outside of Admiralty Island once in a while or Baranoff's and get a little bit bigger fish. But uh, just bouncing that 8-inch power grub for the halibut or ling if they're in season are just amazing. I've even caught some kings on it. Now, John, this is a business trip, right? (laughs) No, this is actually my vacation. (laughs) So what does a fisherman do on vacation? He goes fishing. (laughs) Exactly. It's, it's, uh, It's a lifestyle, and once you live it and breathe it then the things that you can design and develop it's it's just part of you Mm -hmm. so it's uh something that uh, we all do here at uh, berkeley company and uh we all have those types of uh lifestyles and that shows in the products and the things that we do john we like to give a plug to people can find you but berkeley they're everywhere so there's no much point to it go to your local tackle shop but if you want for in more information on what you just talked about can you find that anywhere yeah, you can go to uh, purefishing.com, and okay. Berkeley is one of the companies on that site. Okay, and it'll explain some of the baits? Yeah, it sure will. It's got all of the baits there okay. and uh, okay. your local tackle shops. Thank you, John. We're out of here. Appreciate Thank you, you coming in. Bye. 
Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. You can't catch fish. 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 I got a little story about a city boy that came to Wisconsin up from Illinois so he can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told him, guy, you're making a mistake. You don't stand a chance catching fish on the slate, cause hey, you can pray you want to wish. But let me tell you something, guy, you can't fish. I told you there, guy. Can't catch fish. What do you think you're doing? Can't catch fish. For tripe's sake. You can't catch fish. Go back to Illinois, hey. Can't catch fish. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. I almost forgot what I was doing here. <laughs> and we have Frank Selby from His and Her Tackle. And we have Mike Grimmett, the Alaskan RV butler. And we've got on the line right now Greg Shockley. Is it Greg or Gregory? Either one. Okay. And, you know, Frank was telling me about some of the stuff that you do, and I'm anxious to find out more about it. So if you wouldn't mind, just kind of introduce yourself and get an idea what it is that you do. Okay. Well, uh, right now I'm the general manager for Lytle Creek Firing Line up in the San Bernardino National Forest. Can you repeat that name again? Uh, yeah, right now I'm the general manager for Lytle Creek Firing Line. Gridle, can you spell it? Lytle. Lytle. L-Y-T-L-E-C. 
C-R-E-E-K. Okay. Yeah, firing line in Lytle Creek, California. It's in the San Bernardino National Forest. Uh-huh. And uh, we're up at the end of the road. We're about 12 miles off of uh, Interstate 15. Okay. Well, tell us a bit about the range. The I, end of I, the asphalt. I assume it's probably outdoors, or do you have indoors, outdoors? We're an outdoor public shooting range. Um, all of our facilities we have open to the public at one time or another during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we shoot rifle, pistol, shotgun there. We are a controlled range. All of our facilities are controlled by a range, uh, NRA certified range safety officer. Mm-hmm. Um, we go out to 300 yards. We are currently only open to two because of the fire hazard. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, you can come out and enjoy us. We. Uh, we try to operate as we operate a safe facility. Mm-hmm. Um, we do provide classes. Uh, most of the stuff we do is NRA certified. Uh, we have a number of uh, NRA certified uh, instructors for rifle, pistol, so and shotgun. So you would recommend you would recommend this for people that want to hone their skills or people that have never held a gun before. Yes, we would like to. Uh, we would like to to get people that have never held a gun before. That way, we can start them off uh, correctly and safely, and start them on a lifetime of enjoyable fun. Uh, if they if they have been shooting, it's a good way to clean up some of your safety skills and and start you thinking about some things that you may not have thought about before. We also offer a number of workshops. Uh, for rifle, pistol, and shotgun. One of the big ones that we're getting off the ground now is uh, precision rifle shooting. Uh-huh. Everybody wants to shoot a long range, but the fact of the matter is, is until you uh, until you in, until you can shoot accurately at say, for instance, a hundred yards. And when I say accurately, I'm talking about a group smaller than a half an inch. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> there really isn't much point in going a whole lot further. Yeah. But it, it all it takes is a lot of practice and and coaching in order to get you into that vicinity mm-hmm. and then start moving you out to to further ranges. Well, um, it, it is a different thing, isn't it? Because when you go farther out, there's a lot of factors that play into it. That don't uh, in a shorter range. You know, you've got, you know, the windage, Wind. the, you know, the curve of the earth. The, uh, uh, That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, but most of what we see is is people that that uh, you can you can you know you can throw a, you can throw a bullet out as far as you want. They'll go quite a ways. But to actually be able to hit a target effectively. Is 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 a whole nother story, and mm-hmm. and you know where I kind of came from, bullets were expensive, so you don't want to waste a whole lot of them. Uh, practice at shorter ranges, say for instance, a hundred yards, two hundred yards, and once you have that group going, uh, then it's easier to move further out. You also have have developed your skills. Uh, so that so that you can get side alignment, trigger control, breath control, and so on, and and those things are applicable to to any firearm, whether it's a rifle, pistol, or shotgun, uh, as as is safety. You know the safety measures that are taken. Hey, Greg, how far does people usually come, Greg? 
Repeat that, please. How far do you have people coming from San Diego, L.A.? Oh, we have people coming from uh, from as far south as Camp Pendleton. We actually have people that come up on a regular basis from San Diego. We also have customers coming as from Long Beach, um, Seal Beach, Santa Monica, South Orange County, uh, of course, North Orange County. Um, we have people that come from Azusa. We have people that come from um, uh, Glendale, Gardena. Well, it, it's amazing how far people will drive. And, and some of it is because I think it's the way we try to treat people. We mm -hmm. try to treat people uh, the way we would like to be treated. So um, typically you go up there and spend, what, three or four hours? Uh, yeah, it seems like you can spend the whole day there. We're, we open at 8 o'clock every morning except... Uh, Monday, Monday we open at nine, and the last shot fired downrange is at three thirty. And um, uh, typically, people spend two and a half to three hours with us. Some people will be there all day. Uh, we have people bring up propane barbecues. We have <laughs> we, we have a family that comes out. Is that and that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. It's cool because uh, they. They bring out their barbecues. This one family that I'm thinking of happens to be Hispanic. They got kids from seven-year-old up to up to great-grandparents, and they're all enjoying the day. Some of them shoot, some of them don't shoot. We got men, men, women, children. It's it, and they are the greatest group of people you'd ever want to meet. Mm -hmm. Hey, Greg. And, is, yeah. Is there a uh, private shooting uh, lanes, and is there any silhouette targets? Uh, we do have steel targets. We do not have silhouettes. People can bring silhouettes, uh, but we don't. We don't provide silhouette targets. Um, and if somebody uh, uh, inherited a gun, semi-automatic pistol, do you, do you kind of <laughs> do you kind of go through the you know how to operate the slides and everything? Yes, absolutely. We have we have people that um, are experienced in black powder through. Uh, through modern sporting rifles, uh, you know, bolt guns. For, every once in a while, we see a new one, but mm -hmm. not very often. Uh, we have, we have, uh, our staff is is well, has a know, diverse great, education. Some of the older guns that might be a hundred years old are still as or more accurate than what you can buy today. Well, uh, most of that's the operator. I'm not yeah. to be quite honest, uh, and I'm not pushing anybody. Some of the guns made today are are incredible. They really. I mean, mm -hmm. we're talking guns today. There's one brand that comes to mind. Um, we see more. We we see. You know, thousands of guns on a weekend. Um, but there's one particular brand, and they're not exceptionally expensive. Uh, we see more one-hole groups come out of that brand of gun right out of the box. You don't want to tell us what it is. Gun. Apparently, you don't want to tell us what it is. You don't want to. Oh, well, I'll tell you if you want me to. Okay. <laughs> sure. It's a Savage. Oh. The, the Savage, the heavy barrel oh. Savage, uh, in chambered usually in 308. 
got to be one of the oh. whatever they're doing. Yeah. They're making a great firearm. Uh, Greg, to right. change the subject just for a second, we've only got about a minute left. Uh, mm-hmm. but talking about munitions, I know in the last years there's been kind of a large swing. A lot of it having to do with pending or possible legislation, uh, where there's a while there are certain types of ammo that was just not available, and of course the prices are different than it used to be. Uh, but could you make a couple of quick comments on you know, ammo availability and you know and uh, any, anything you like to throw in there? Okay, right now at the current time we're not selling ammunition at the range. In order to sell ammunition in the state of California commercially, you have to have a uh, a permit uh, that is issued by the state, and we haven't been able to get ours yet. Uh, Go to Ammo Brothers, go to Big Five, go to Kmart, or not Kmart, Walmart. Uh, most of those places are going to have anything that you can that you can get. Um, you can have it mailed in, of course. There are people that will handle it for that. Those are some of the bigger, bigger places that I know of. But Ammo Brothers carries a huge selection of different kinds mm-hmm. of ammo. And most of the stuff is available nowadays, except for some of the the real antique stuff. The price okay. has gone up on it, of course. I hey, a, can I break my six gauge out and shoot it four times? <laughs> you can do six that gauge. if you can afford to. <laughs> six gauge. I can afford to. Just I don't know if my shoulder will hold well, up. Well, I was just going to say, you, you probably don't want to shoot that while you're standing up. Hey, Greg. <laughs> no. Yes, sir. Looking for a shooting tip. So I bring out my standard brand, you know, standard barrel uh, hunting rifle with a scope, and mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're trying to sight it in. Mm-hmm. How much heat? You know, when the barrel heats up, how much time between shots to, in order to accurately really sight in your rifle should you take with a standard barrel? Uh, it, to be quite honest, it depends on the rifle. I've seen some Remington 700 models that heat up really fast. They're accurate enough. Uh, say, for instance, after two shots, by the third shot, the barrel is starting to wander. And I'm talking maybe three to five minutes between each shot. Um, so you might want to w- let it cool down. I have other rifles. For instance, I have a Winchester 300 that I've never had the barrel wander on it. Now, yeah. <laughs> you're you know you're shooting a, a a bullet every every couple of minutes, but uh, okay. Uh, well, uh, Greg, we're going to have to uh, cut you loose. We're going to take a quick break. Sure. And uh, I don't know if we can try and bring you back for a minute or not. But you, okay. are, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com and listen to uh, Greg as many times as you want. We'll be right back. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. If you think that'll help you, you're in for a surprise, cause money. Can't buy school, you know the guys in me. We can catch a mad will against Shad Rat. You ain't no match. Fish is just something that you can't catch. For crying out loud, guy. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. Built a tug on the line, and I didn't pay attention to spinning. I was staring at a ten-pound shiny bass. When I tried to pull the fish inside, I pulled a muscle in my upper thigh. I was so scared. I threw my rod up in the air. Welcome back. To Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio. And sitting next to me is this uh, good looking, grizzly looking guy by the name of uh, uh, Mike Grummet, <laughs> well, who, operates, <laughs> who operates Alaskan RV Butler. He takes people on motorhome tours of the inland uh, Alaska. And Frank Selby from uh, his and her fly shop is joining us. And we've just been talking to Greg Shockley. And Greg, uh, we're talking about the shooting range, some great information. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it is a, you know, um, a, it, it's a fun sport. You know, of course, you get into it and people reload and, you know, it becomes, and firearms themselves are more than just shooting because it's, you know, you've got one that you're proud of and you, it's kind of like your favorite uh, fishing rod or reel. <clears throat> but you do more than just the shooting range. Can you give us a little bit more about that, Gregory? Uh, a little bit more about the shooting range? Or no, what? no. It's a, but the, other, the, other, the other parts of your life. Okay. I, I fly fish. 
I tie flies. I, don't, I consider myself a well-rounded sportsman. In order to do that, you got to fish. You got to tie flies. You got to go after bass. You got to go after trout. I'm not into salt water, but I think it's great. I have done it in the past, and uh, and you've got to you've got to shoot and you've got to reload. That's that's kind of the way I see uh, you know well, well-rounded do you, sportsman. Do you, do you take your gun out for game? Uh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, give us an idea. What is it you like to hunt? I primarily like to hunt quail and uh, pheasant and chucker. Oh, yeah, wing shooting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I not opposed to to deer and so on and so forth. I have no problem with that. Uh, or or moose or elk. Um, yeah. I think they taste great. To be quite honest. Um, but uh, uh, in Southern California, for me, uh, quail and pheasant are are much easier to come by. You know, but every every year a couple of deer are taken up in the canyon above us, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually have a number of hunters that use the range on a regular basis before hunting season to sight in their rifles, <laughs> and we're always happy to help them with that. And uh, we have one customer; he's going out of the whitewater area, and uh, he always comes back every year with a buck or two that are incredibly respectable incredibly mm-hmm. respectable mm-hmm. Um, and uh, of course you know there's bear hunting in the area as well uh, it's just I got I, one question real quick yeah you still make the Shockley box I haven't been able to because the ranges had me tied up but yes I still have parts and and that is on that's one of the things that's one of those passions that I still have to Continue to do. Take time, Frank. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Uh, but it, it's all a lot of fun, you know. If, if we would certainly encourage people to come out to the range, whether you're an old timer or a beginner, uh, you know, or if you've never even shot a gun, come out and talk to us. We'd love to. We'd we'd love to talk to you, get you started off on the right foot. You know, in in this business, it's all about safety. And uh, if we can get you started on the right foot, the world's a better place. Do you have a a web page that people can Uh, look you up on? Yes, it's uh, lytlecreekrange.com. That's L-Y-T-L-E-C-R-E-E-K-R-A-N-G-E.com. There's no spaces. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, hunting is something, of course, in uh, coastal California, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where that blue line, it follows the coast. Uh, yeah. But there are a lot of hunters, and there is a lot more available than what you think there is. You might have to drive for a couple hours. Uh, but California has a lot of game. Wild there turkey, pig. is more deer in California than there is in any other state in the nation. Mm. And there has been for the last 50 or 60 years, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Now, and there's, there is a lot of private land, but there's a lot of public land mm-hmm. also. Well, is that uh, uh, due to stewardship? That uh, um, well, first of all, I believe that the that the first true conservationists are hunters and, and anglers, um, and it's not. You know, and they, but they know and understand. It's like, you know, the Indians had a way of doing things and kept everything so so. You might say in balance, because, you know, I I don't believe that there's. 
um, there's a balance in nature it's survival of the fittest but sure. if things work together you know then there is there is plenty there and sure. i think they've done a fairly good job of balancing that california fishing game with with very few exceptions is is always been right on the ball and to be quite honest the only exceptions were the exceptions that the that the mass general population really stepped in if 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 department of fish and game if we knew then what we know now mm-hmm. we'd probably still have grizzly bears in california yeah. um we're our our mountain lion population they believe is larger than any mountain any then there's a larger number of mountain lions in California today than there ever have been before. Oh, that's interesting. But they aren't allowed to be hunted. Right. <laughs> right. Well, the thing so, is, is, is that people, there's, I guess you call it unintended consequences. Yes. Is that uh, you get in the national forest and they say, well, you can't eat, uh, shoot uh, uh, wolves. Well, yes. what happens is then you get an oversupply of deer. And the deer go down and eat all the farmers' crops. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of times people just don't understand the way it all works. One of the things that I've always enjoyed, I lived in Alaska some years ago, and uh, Michael appreciate this, I think. Um, One of the things that I always enjoyed about being in Alaska, and I enjoy about being in the outdoors, period, is when you walk out your door in Alaska, depending upon where you live, of course, you're part of the food chain. <laughs> and you ought to realize that. And well, it's a, you're not man, necessarily at the top. Well, I would say that you know, man is the top predator. Of course, uh, he's, he, he's got a little bit of advantage that uh, you might call a gun. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, but you know, and that's, I hate to say it, but even in California, when you go out into the, into the wilderness, you have to be paying attention to the things around you. You are part of the food chain. No, we don't have grizzly bears anymore, but, uh, uh, but we do have regular black bears that are generally not a problem. There's well, more people killed with deer, by deer every year oh, than wow. there are anything else. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, um, they're not where they're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. and and they come in your front man. seat. Well, you know, I got to tell a quick story about Mike. He looks mm-hmm. a little bit like a grizzly bear. <laughs> sure and, uh, he was he was taking a group uh, uh, out into the wilds, and he gave each one of them a whistle, and bear spray. <laughs> okay. okay. And uh, so. Uh, he says, now, here, here's what you do. Is you want to be careful. You, you don't want to spook a, 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 a grizzly because they'll scare them and they'll attack you. So you use the you know, the bells is what you use. Sure. Those around center are making noise. And if he gets too close, then you use the bear spray. And I said, what you do is you you know you look for the scat. The blackberries will have, like, seeds and berries and stuff of what they eat. Uh, he said, but when you come across a, a pile of scat... And it's got bells in it and smells like a pepper spray. Then you better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. oh gosh. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I have been close to grizzly bear from time to time, and and I mean, much closer than most people would realize. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a problem with yeah. them. But that being said. Uh, I also.
also know of circumstances that have not turned out that way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's interesting because now we have wolves coming into Northern California. Yeah. And I don't know where this is going to go, but it, it could prove to be interesting, you know, coming the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Again, so. that's an apex predator. Uh, should they be hunted? Shouldn't they be hunted? How should we handle it? Uh, there's people doing a lot of research on that right mm-hmm. now, I'm, I'm well, sure. I'm, I'm a little north of you in Santa Barbara. We've got wine country, and a lot of the grape growers um, have a problem with pigs. Oh, yeah, yeah and, that's a and, huge problem. I'm volunteering and, to handle that, there you go. that issue, too. By we, can, we can do that. <laughs> Call me. I'm 24-7. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> and then, and uh, me, too. And then also the deer eat the leaves. Yes. So if you're, you know, if you're in an area and they're left uncontrolled, they can do damage. And turkey yeah. problems. Turkey, turkey scratching problem? your car paint, I'm there. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Bow and arrow, air rifle, yeah. okay, shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we, we, do have, we do have pretty good turkey hunts around here. Yeah, and, real uh, good. A lot, we lot do. of wing shooting, yeah. Their turkey are the most incredible creature I think I've ever run into. When you think you've seen a hummingbird fly, mm-hmm. it is nothing compared to a turkey. What? I didn't realize that something that big could get up and move. Yeah, it's like that a 747. Fast. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, just in the time that it takes you to raise your shotgun up. They are out of range, hmm. and uh, <laughs> it, it's an incredible, it's an incredible animal. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost um, a dozen arrows in a McCandless Ranch in Hawaii, sixty thousand acres. Okay, uh, the guy goes, "Get out of the car, shoot the turkey." <laughs> yeah. By the time you knock the arrow, they're gone fifty yards away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have to wrap up this segment again. Also, Greg, uh, it's been very interesting. We really appreciate it. And, uh, Frank, thank you for recommending that we bring Greg on. And, yeah, Greg's a good guy. And that was... Uh, when he's asleep. R- r- yeah, r- riddle. <laughs> r- 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 no matter what anybody else says. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank okay. you for having and me. And that I was r- riddle, riddle Creek Ranch. R-Y-T- R-Y-T-L-E. CreekRanch.com. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Much and uh, yeah, we're thanks, take a quick break. With a fishing problem. Hey, Mike, I think we need some more cowbell. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. 
You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and uh, we also have our host, Frank Selby, and in studio with us, uh, we have uh, a very special person that is uh, known as the Canadian RV Butler, or the Alaskan <laughs> RV Butler, yeah. yeah. Okay, and uh, Mike Grummet. And let's see if we can talk to you for a couple of minutes. But first, I'd like to say that this is so much fun doing this show. You learn so much. Of course, I don't retain anything, but it's, <laughs> I resemble that remark. Yeah, I, guess, I, guess I, <laughs> I don't retain it. I get, I get to learn it every week. But uh, anyway, that's why we're on the website. Uh, go to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And uh, dot com, and right on the front page. You know, by the time you hear this, you can punch it right up. But uh, let's get back to uh, uh, Mike, and we've talked on and off a little bit about it, but kind of give us a, an overall view of what uh, the RV Butler is and does. Basically, I um, I am the trip planner. I am the driver. I pick up at the airport in a motorhome. I am the chef. I do the dishes. I do the laundry. I literally do everything. I'm like a cruise ship on steroids with better food and better service. Hey, you sound like a good roommate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do dishes for roommates. I only pay customers. Uh, But I essentially do everything I love. I love to serve people. I love to travel. I love adventure. I love fishing and the outdoors. I love hiking. And about three years ago, I just decided to take all my passions, wrap them into one, and create a unique business, the Alaskan RV 
Butler. And I love food. Um, I cook prime graded beef, which is the top grades like Morton's and Roos Chris Steakhouse. I do jumbo shrimp, jumbo scallops, jumbo king crab, lobster, fish, whatever you want in your menu, I customize. I ask people to call me and not go to my website because I want to know what activities you want to do. Alaska and the cost of every tour is memorized in my brain. So in about an hour, I can do a custom proposal and everybody gets to do what they want. So say, John, you want to fish and somebody else in your party doesn't, I'll take them hiking to Exit Glacier, I'll take them dog sledding, take them eagle viewing. So my trips are designed that I can get everybody to do the activities they want. I'm the only one that can do that in Alaska. And your typical trip is you uh, caravan three RVs? Actually, my typical trip would be one motorhome with anywhere from two to six people. That's the typical. But I am capable of doing uh, caravans up to 40 people easily. Uh-huh. And so if you've got, uh, if you just want to go by yourself, you can. Yeah. But if it's if you've got a family or, uh, you know, a group of friends or even a, a business, if you want to do a, you know, what do you call it, a, uh, you know, get together trip and and uh, go up there and enjoy it. But the difference is with what you do is what people think about in Alaska. And again, I don't want to put down cruises. If you've never been to Alaska, take an inside passage cruise. And there's some stuff that you can do. But if you really want to get into it and get yep. up, you know, where you can smell the uh, flatulation from the elk. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, there's uh, a visual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I can do it for uh, six people in a motorhome with gourmet meals. It's $217 a day per person. Unlimited hiking, unlimited sightseeing. I do all the driving, everything. You can't get a better value because I oh, am the cook and the rest- bottle washer. You can't even cook in a, re- you can't eat in a restaurant for that. Not in Alaska. Really it's about yeah. $120 a day per person. Person if you eat out and have good meals. Yeah. So I, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show today. And uh, I love Alaska. I'm passionate about it. And if people, you know, text message me to my cell phone, uh, I can literally send them a brochure within minutes when I get home. And uh, I can also send them an email as well. So they're going to go to the website and then get your uh, phone and uh, give you a call. They can go to the website, the thealaskanrvbutler.com, or just 714-292-5777. And since all my trips are custom, this is how we find out how to make the trip for you. Okay, telephone number one more time. I don't like sure. to give out phone numbers because nobody uh-huh. writes it down, but do it one more time. Sure. 714-292-5777. Okay, or just if you can't remember that, just go to the Alaskan, the Alaskan RV Butler. The Alaskan com, And go to Fish Hunt Talk Radio and if you didn't get that phone number, you can just listen to it again, right? Yes, okay, sir. Okay, we appreciate that. Uh, uh, thanks everybody for coming and joining us. Thank you.